The Boston Bruins seem to have found an effective fourth line, but one of its key members is in COVID-19 protocols ahead of tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, January 6th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Yesterday was the second highest download day in the history of the podcast, uh, which was amazing. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, watching on YouTube. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube. Uh, If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. Comment on the YouTube videos. Love to keep the discussion going over there. You can also comment on social media. You can follow the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, the Boston Bruins are riding a three game winning streak to begin 2022, but they now have a stretch of tough opponents after beating the uh, New Jersey Devils, the Buffalo Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings, three straight games coming up against teams higher than the Bruins in the standings beginning tonight against the Minnesota Wild, uh, followed by road trip to Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning and Washington to take on the Capitals. The Wild will be boosted tonight by the NHL debuts of highly touted prospects, Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi. Uh, and it will be the fourth line who will be charged once again with uh, helping shut down the opposition as well as provide some energy for checking, perhaps even some scoring as they have lately. Now, the other day on Twitter, I asked why it was that uh, a guy like Trent Frederick has almost a full season's worth of games under his belt while players like Jack Sadika, Zach Sinishin struggle to get a uh, consistent run with the Boston Bruins. Many of you rightly pointed out to the fact that uh, Frederick is not waiver exempt and also because of the role that he plays. Um, now, I would argue that you could easily put Sinishin and Stanika in the middle six and bump someone down to the fourth line, but Frederick has been finding his groove on the fourth line as of late and providing much needed energy for the Boston Bruins. Uh, The secret behind his success, he says, is just getting his energy back. Uh, He was dealing with a bout of COVID-19, forced into isolation before the extended holiday break, kept him out of the gym and off the ice. Um, And that little break may have helped a little bit, he said. His first game back, didn't really think he was great, but the last two have been good. Uh, rode the bike in his house, 
and kind of just refocused and regrouped. It's kind of the same thing that David Posterdock said the other day. The holiday break was actually pretty helpful for him. Uh, Frederick's offensive game has come alive over the past couple. He scored in back-to-back contests for the first time in his career. Uh, it's also the first two goals of the season, which snapped a 34-game goalless streak dating back to last season. He's obviously not counted on for his offense, but he does have that offensive game in his repertoire dating back to his college days. And the fourth line has been uh, flourishing as of late. Um, Frederick playing alongside Thomas Nosek and Curtis Lazar, Oscar Steen rotating in on the right side over the past couple games. Uh, that has been a very effective trio. Now, having said that, Nosek was placed in COVID-19 protocols on Wednesday, and it looks as though Frederick will be back in the middle for tonight's game against the Wild with Anton Bleed on the right, and, uh, sorry, on the left, and Curtis Lazar on the right. Um, with that, going from wing to center, you know, Frederick said he played a lot of center growing up. He's played the wing here with the Bruins since last year. You get to skate a little bit more at wing, forecheck a little bit more, maybe get some more contact and more hits, and that frees it up, and there's probably a little less responsibility in the D zone. Nosek, really good in the D zone, getting the puck up, so it's good. Now, again, Nosek, uh, he's been playing well. Also, he scored a goal, hadn't in a while, uh, both Frederick and Nosek scored from the inside of the ice, and it uh, was important for them to get to the net and get rewarded. Uh, that secondary scoring uh, coming in waves for the Boston Bruins as of late and even trickling down to the fourth line. Uh, Lazar, who also landed on the COVID protocol, said it felt good. Those three guys were reading off each other well. Good job on the forecheck, retrieving pucks. Nice to turn those chances into something. Obviously, uh, the goals weren't the prettiest, but it's always good to shift it uh, on the scoreboard, he said. Now, again, Jake Dabrowski in COVID-19 protocol. So Oscar Steen playing on the third line with Nick Foligno and Charlie Coyle. Looks like it will be Bleed and Frederick and Lazar on the fourth line. Steen's been playing great. Uh, he got his first goal the other night as well. And all of this kind of creates some competition among the bottom six, which helps guys play as hard as possible in order to stay in the lineup. Uh, Cassidy said it's a good thing to create competition in the lineup. That's what um, brings out some more enthusiasm, energy, and it can carry on to other guys up the lineup, give them a bit more juice as well. Uh especially for a guy who's not that big, like Oscar Steen, he can play a courageous game. And um, yeah, he's been looking really well lately and really deserves an extended run here at the NHL level. And in fact, Steen's emergence may make it easier to trade DeBrusque for a defenseman and not require a forward in return. I tweeted yesterday that I'm kind of into the idea of Lawson Krause, but again, um, Steen, his emergence really makes it 
so that um, uh, yeah, DeBrusque can be traded for some help on the blue line. Jacob Chitron's name is out there. Don't know if the Bruins have enough to put together that kind of package, but altogether, um, the Bruins have found some good quality depth pieces at the moment. And even with Kuhlman, DeBrusque, and Nosik on the uh, COVID list, they can still field a pretty good lineup. And uh, Frederick really needs to keep it going in order to, um, yeah, justify his permanent spot in the lineup and also to uh, bring some energy that really feeds the rest of the lineup. Now, when it comes to tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild, a couple things to know apart from uh, Nosik being out, DeBrusque being out, we have uh, Jeremy Swayman, who will get the start between the pipes against Minnesota. He has been playing very well as of late. And, you know, it could be a situation soon where he is sent down to the AHL with Tuka Rask coming back. Kevin Weeks reporting here on Thursday that Rask is set to practice with the Providence Bruins today in his next step, working his way back to the NHL. Might be a situation where he signs a, a PTO and plays a couple games with Providence before being called back up to the Bruins after signing an official deal uh, with the NHL club. So will Swayman be sent to the AHL soon? Possibly. He has played well, a 920 save percentage so far this season. Uh, record of eight and five, and he'll get a chance to, uh, yeah, go up against a very talented Minnesota Wild team here uh, tonight. Uh, Charlie McAvoy did not take part in Wednesday's practice, but will play tonight against Minnesota. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said there were some shot blocks, maybe in Detroit. Might have been a back-to-back -back in Buffalo. Played through it on Tuesday, but needed a day to sort of calm it down. So he's dealing with some bumps and bruises and uh, he'll be back in the lineup tonight. And obviously that's huge because the Bruins uh, need Charlie McAvoy in the lineup in order to be competitive from the Minnesota point of view. I mentioned Rossi and Boldy both making their um, NHL debuts tonight. Boldy of course is a Massachusetts uh, native and he will be making his NHL debut after being drafted 12th overall in 2019. He's got four goals, six assists this season for the AHL's Iowa Wild. That AHL team is led in scoring by Marco Rossi, who was drafted ninth overall by Minnesota in 2020. Uh, I'm really high on Marco Rossi. I had a chance to interview him uh couple years ago prior to being drafted when I was uh, covering OHL prospects for SP Nation. I uh, spoke to him on the phone, got to see him play the Guelph Storm in the OHL finals as a member of the Ottawa 67s. Just a fantastic two-way player and um, the Wild will certainly be boosted by their presence in the lineup tonight. They are led in scoring by Kirill Kaprizov. He's got 13 goals, 26 assists for 39 points in 31 games. Uh, Ryan Hartman with 15 goals to lead them in that category. 
Uh, Matt Zuccarello, Joel Erickson-Eck, I believe, are both out of the lineup at the moment. So those are big losses for them. And that's why we have Boldy and Rossi up for for the Wild. Uh, Cam Talbot is their starting goalie, but he was injured in uh, the Winter Classic game against the St. Louis Blues. So it'll be likely Capo Kakinen getting the start tonight. He's 4-2-1. and one. With a 906 save percentage. Can you go ask mommy for help? No, I want the Chromecast. Okay, can I I just need to finish this, bud? Um, so yeah, that's the story for the Minnesota Wild here heading into uh tonight's game against Minnesota. Again, the Minnesota Wild are a very good team. Uh prior to adding these youngsters, but again, they're missing Erickson Eck and um Zuccarello, who are key members of their team. Right now, they are uh, fourth in the Central Division in terms of points, tied with actually Colorado for third, behind Nashville and St. Louis. Nashville, very surprising there. But if you kick it up to uh, point percentage, they are third behind Colorado, who's at 690, and Nashville at 647. They have a 645 point percentage they have lost two games in a row including the winter classic against st louis a plus 18 goal differential so it'll be a very tough opponent for our boston bruins tonight against um minnesota but i do believe that uh the bruins can rise to the task uh maybe these young guys will have some nerves making their nhl debut it could go either way really they could have some nerves and maybe stumble with the puck a bit, or they could just come in guns blazing with the confidence and um, just really, yeah, take it to the Bruins and bring that energy that I was talking about from the fourth line earlier. Uh, Having their uh, backup goalie in net certainly helps for the Boston Bruins. Um, Cam Talbot had been playing very well. Kagan, pretty talented young goalie, but – you know, at the moment, not starter level by any means, and they'll be backed up by Andrew Hammond, who we all remember as the Hamburglar who stole a playoff spot from the Bruins, you know, five or six years ago. Uh, I'm very excited to watch this game tonight. I think it's uh, a good measuring stick game for our Boston Bruins. Uh, With these three games coming up against tough competition, you know, three of six points, would be good. Maybe go one, one, and one against these three teams. Uh, four points would be great. Six points ideal, obviously. Uh, the last thing we want to see is them go zero and three and zero. So anything better than that would be beneficial. Got to pick up some points, obviously. But I do believe the way the Bruins are playing right now, losing Nosik and DeBrusque is not insignificant for the Bruins. Both those guys have been playing pretty well, but again, always a next man up mentality. Um, Oscar Steen has been playing great on the third line in DeBrusque's absence. Anton Bleed could bring some of that energy uh, and hopefully the chemistry on the fourth line isn't disrupted too much with the loss of uh, Thomas Nosek down there. Now, if you're looking to put some money on tonight's game, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue their march to the playoffs and beyond. 
They're your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year, new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. They have you covered for basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, even some of your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't take... Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. That's at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you again so much for making Locked On Boston Ruins your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. And if you're looking for a second listen, do check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. Now, the NHL rumor mill is swirling these days, and um, there are some players who could be available to the Boston Bruins or guys that they might be looking at. Um, One defenseman who they could be interested in, although it would take – um, them, you know, dealing with a rival club, and that's Ben Sherratt of the Montreal Canadiens. He is a guy that I really like. He was a member of the Guelph Storm, uh, OHL champions. Uh, oh, actually, no, I don't know if he was a member of. No, he he was before their championship. Anyways, he was drafted in the fourth round by Atlanta back in 2009. He is a left-hand shot. Um, could be a high price. He was very valuable to them um, back when they went to the final last year. Um, might take a first round pick to get him from Montreal. Uh, that would be a hard pill to swallow for the Bruins, but he is a very, very good defenseman that um, really fits the Bruins mold and could be a good third line guy. Although, third pair guy. He does shoot left. The Bruins would probably need to trade a a Matt Grizzlick if they want to bring in another left-hand guy. And if you're going to do that, you probably want to upgrade. And I don't know if Sherratt is that upgrade over him, but uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of players available at the deadline for the Bruins to possibly make some moves. Now, one interesting thing to mention is the Edmonton Oilers need for a goalie with Tuka Rask coming back. I mentioned Swayman might have to be sent to the AHL. Would Don Sweeney approach Linus Allmark and ask him to waive his no move clause in order to go to Edmonton? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough ask for a guy who just signed with a new team, but I think it's worth asking at the very least. It's not, you know, um, a bad opportunity by any means. You're going to be sent to an Oilers team that features Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, They need to get, um, yeah, some uh, experienced goaltending in net for a uh, stretch run. Now, having said that, the Providence Bruins have officially signed Tugarask to a professional tryout agreement. The Providence Bruins announcing here on Thursday that um, 
Rask will be available to the media via Zoom following practice at approximately 12 p.m. He's expected to start in net for the Bruins' Providence team on Friday as the team takes on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. So Rask officially back in the organization on a pro tryout. Uh, hilarious <laughs> that it's a tryout agreement. Um, and hilarious that he's kind of going to be playing for Providence for free. He said all along, it's not about the money. He wants to play for one team only, and that is the Boston Bruins. And um, he's on the road back. He's going to start on Friday against Lehigh Valley. And again, this will lead to some interesting questions for the Bruins about what they do with Swayman. Do they approach Allmark to see if he'd be willing to waive his uh, no-move clause, especially if it means to go to a club like Edmonton? Uh, Very interesting times for uh, the Boston Bruins and their goaltending situation. But it's official to Garask back with the organization, and um, he'll get the start for Providence on Friday, which is very, very exciting. So, yeah, that's it. I am uh, looking forward to tonight's game against Minnesota. Should be very entertaining. Uh, Minnesota is a fun team to watch. And, of course, we will be all over this Tukarask uh, news as well and uh, get some comments from him here on uh, Thursday as he meets with the media after practice. Bring you all the latest tomorrow on Rask, on the Bruins. And uh, I hope you're all doing well. You know, it's not easy, as I've been mentioning on Twitter these days. But this podcast is very helpful. It gives uh, me something positive to focus on, something fun to focus on. And I hope it provides a good distraction for you as well. Uh, but very exciting to have Rask back in the organization. And it uh, looks like he'll be back in Boston sometime very soon. Uh, so hope, wish him well in his game tomorrow night against Lehigh Valley. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.